Welcome back to the Wachusett Wine and Spirits Podcast, the podcast where you get to hear what we have to say without having to look at us. And on this episode, we are concluding Bourbon Heritage Month by tasting whiskeys from the Willett Family Distillery, also known as Kentucky Bourbon Distillers. We're tasting the Noah's Mill and the Rowan's Creek Bourbons. And then I surprise Corey by breaking out the Redwood Empire 2022 bottled in bond releases. We are the first ones in the state to get these bottles, and they are fantastic. And then I add one more surprise to the mix by tasting Corey on the upcoming Redwood Empire cask strength releases of the bourbon and the Lost Monarch. A lot of fun on this one. From there, we're joined by our beer manager, Matt, to taste through some new ready-to-drink cocktails. We do a little yay or nay tasting on whether or not we'll be bringing these into the store. As always, it's just a lot of fun and a chance for you guys to kind of hear what we go through when we're doing these tastings and to really get a sense of the camaraderie and the team effort that really goes into everything we do here at Wachusett Wine and Spirits. So if you like what we're doing here, you guys know the drill by now. Go to the podcast page, click the follow button, give it a five-star rating, share it out on your social media. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram where you can leave comments and reviews about the podcast for weekly beer updates, follow us on the Untapped app as a venue. Matt does a great job every week of updating the weekly beer arrivals. We're always keeping the new, best, most fresh selection in stock for you guys. And for everything else, you can reach me at rich at wachusettliquors.com. All right, enjoy the episode. Cheers. RTDs, it is. Yeah, I get the feeling we're going to grab something out of the singles cooler <laughs> yeah. to end this night. So. It's, uh, yeah. We're giving Minecraft Distilling a shot at redemption here. <laughs> After they went 0 for 4. After tasty beverages. <laughs> it just, it reminded me of like when you look at a Chinese menu and it's like, delicious chicken. <laughs> it's pretty confident to name the dish delicious chicken. <laughs> And tasty beverages, they were not, by the way. They were not tasty. No. So we're going to get this one out of the way. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. American Mule. They've come a long way from making malt-based ginger beers. They're kind of all over the map now. Some vodka, ginger, blood orange, and natural flavors. Not offensive. It's one of those brands though, where like they have a bunch of skews. I feel like, and somebody's always looking for one specific one. Exactly. Yes. If you brought in one, and somebody wants the other specific one, like I didn't talk. I didn't get that much information um, out of the last time we spoke, but they're kind of transitioning out of just malt-based ginger beers with different flavors. They're kind of going towards more of the RTDs because that's what's hot and popular right now. So I know they have a variety vodka soda pack, which is from that. From that, Blood Orange isn't available on its own. It's only available in the variety pack, but I think they have three other flavors by themselves. And I also do another variety pack that's a vodka base and one's a rum base and one's a 
gin base and one's a bourbon base or one's tequila i don't know they're all different spirits but it's all the same thing going after the pre-made cocktails of the world but sticking with the ginger the everything still has ginger in it yes I don't really get that much ginger or yeah. blood orange for that matter. Like, I'm getting more of the natural flavors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like mule, you want to taste ginger beer. like. Yeah, yep. I want crabbies. If I'm going to be drinking hard yeah. ginger beer, I want yeah. crabbies. Which is like the best pre made mule you can exactly, buy, really. Yeah. Just get a hard ginger yeah. beer. You'll be, you'll be fine. It's 8%. It's good. Mm hmm. Eh, it's fine. Nothing special. No. For the proof that you can't carry everything. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... There's nothing memorable about it. Mm. No. All right. Speaking of mules, main craft distillery, main mule, rum and ginger. Please don't suck. <laughs> For the love of God. Which is the pack we were supposed to get instead yes. of tasty beverages. <laughs> so these are their three original flavors. These are supposed to be the good ones. Oh, God. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful on, on smelling. <laughs> it's the initial aroma. Straight up my nose. I get some bubbles up there, yeah. I don't know if that was like a cough because mm -hmm. it was smelled gross mm -hmm. and I did the same thing. <laughs> There we go. There's the ginger. I think rum was a weird choice, but... Yeah. There's a weird sweetness to it. Like I'm getting, like, cinnamon toast crunch. Like a, yeah. like a cereal, breakfast cereal. Yeah. Or, like, the cereal milk. Like Yeah, that's what it is. Because yeah. it's more like... Like, if you had a ginger syrup... It reminds me of that, but it doesn't remind me of like, again, like a Crappies or, mm. or even like a Gosling's ginger beer, like that really spicy. Yes. Ginger. I'm wondering if that's why they're using rum to kind of sweeten it out a little, cut through the ginger. It almost reminds me more of like rum and ginger ale, as opposed to rum and ginger beer. Right. Yeah. Either way, much better than the ones we tried last time. Mm-hmm. I can actually drink a whole can of this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he was like locked off. Oh, live recording. No, you're good. It's locked off. No, you're good. No, no. I'm causing problems wherever I go. I got my phone. Yep. All right, not bad. Pretty good. Blue Shine? This is Blue Shine. I remember liking this a lot. Yeah, I remember liking this. I like the actual Blue Shine. Yeah. Like the Blueberry Moonshine. That ginger's really lingering. Like, on the <laughs> That's quite potent. I know I like ginger, but you dial it back a bit. <laughs> Too much. Reload it. I know it's artificial coloring, but it looks so good. Yeah. Like a pretty hue to it. Main blueberries, like you. Mm. You should be able to nail this one. Oh. That's delicious. Oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I yeah. said, shot at redemption. I was waiting because the taste I initially I was like, oh, this is awesome, but I was waiting for it to get that like gross, like natural mm. 
like thing in the back of your mouth, and you don't get that at all. No, it's very blueberry forward. I almost wish there was a little bit more carbonation. Mm. Yeah. Because it gets a little too sweet. It does, yeah. But for people who like that, like, that's just my taste. Like, I want mm. more carbonation to mm. clean it. Ooh, some dash of soda water in there. It would be perfect. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it does give a drinkability if it's low carbonation. You know, yeah. Burping it up the whole time. So. Yeah, true, yeah. Oh, that's a win. I like that one. Love it. Yeah. It's amazing that this is the same company, <laughs> the same people who did the same packaging. Like, one packaging looks so bad. Yeah. That looks good. That packaging looks clean. Yeah. So. It looks like something from a main craft distillery. Something modern. Something that wasn't sitting out in the sun for 10 <laughs> years. Like, <laughs> updated graphics, relevant to your, your locality. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. Right, cranberry Island. I think this is just a Cosmo. Take on a Cosmo. Oh, I cranberry Is there another flavor in that mix pack too? No. Shock. I know it's eight cans, but three flavors. You get four of the blueberry moon, uh, the blueberry lemonade, because uh, that's their number one selling. So. Makes sense. I think it's yep. the it's the crowd pleaser of them all. I know they have a rum mojito because we carry it in our Worcester store. So I'm sure I'm wondering if we throw cut throw two of those in there and take two blueberry mm -hmm. out just to get people to try more of your products. Mm -hmm. Also, feel like these are good fall flavors too, like, mm. like the so, cranberry, the the like the cranberry and ginger, definitely. Like, if we're doing Sunday fun day and it's a little cooler out, yeah, like a little sweatshirt kind of weather, like... This is a little, like, boozy. I don't even taste the vodka. Yeah, what are the, the ABVs on these? seven on all of them, but I might be bad. Seven on that. Seven on this one. Seven on that. There we go. Seven mm -hmm. across the board. I feel like this one tastes the most boozy out of all the three. I can taste the vodka more than... Toned down flavors, maybe? Yeah. I can definitely taste the vodka more mm -hmm. than I can taste, like, the rum in the, mm. the other one. Which isn't a bad thing. No. Yeah, you pour them on ice. And yeah. That works too. Yeah, they're spot on for what they are. Yeah. And that's why we chose this pack mm -hmm. <laughs> and not the other pack. Sometimes Six. we know what we're doing. <laughs> I tell people all the time, sometimes we drink things so you don't have to. <laughs> We've had a lot of mm. gross stuff this mm -hmm. year. Yeah. yeah. Year of RTDs, and now now it's the season of closeout RTDs. Yeah. <laughs> now you can see what really didn't sell. I feel like all the reps are getting sick of me just chirping about <laughs> RTDs and like. Like, who's actually paying for the R&D on these, which is us as customers. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just reading an article that Miller Coors, which is still Miller Coors in the U.S., um, they're talking about 
because they're coming out with so many different drinks, not just beers. How many RTDs and hard coffees and non-alcoholic that they might actually change their name to Beverage Company? Miller Coors Beverage Company? Interesting. Which sounds, you know, it's a big who cares. Like, no one's going to know what your parent company is called. But you can tell it's a change in philosophy that they have probably never done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that goes back to your comment about R&D of they're taking, Miller Coors is taking their second price increase this year. But they're coming out with new products left and right, so mm-hmm. it's one's paying for the other. Coming out with new products, but we can't get the baseline products. <laughs> and it's not just there, like... Oh, it's everybody. It's I, I rant about it in, like, tequila. Like, I can't get Espelon silver, but Espelon's coming out with a Cristalino. We can't get <laughs> Terramana right. silver, but they have an Añejo now. Like, mm-hmm. Every week there's a new luxury tequila, but we can't get Cornito silver. Like yeah. The base stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I mean that's it's hazy yeah it's it it smells juicy yeah. i've been drinking the uh the massive haze from what you said how is it i actually love it oh, i'm gonna go i've on two six packs of speeds <laughs> okay great you know they comes in 12 packs <laughs> save some money yeah that's me being me man <laughs> it's it's oh. hazy. It's hazy. It it's not juicy. juicy. It is not juicy. This reminds me of West Coast. Yeah. But not in a good way. No. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. I don't like that at all. Just when we hope True North had <laughs> pulled the nose up on that. I want to I wanna like them so much. Yeah. I want to give them a chance, but every time I do, they just... Missed the mark. Uh, let's see ABV on that. 5.9? Uh, maybe if it was like 7, I'd respect it a little. Yeah. Bit. Yeah, it's like a weird... Hazy Sierra Nevada? Like. Yeah, it, it has that old school hot flavor yeah. to it. Which... I guess it's fine, but... There's still people who want that flavor, but don't market it as a hazy. Right. People are going to think it's a hazy juicy when it's just... Yeah, I think when I see that, I'm thinking like mango, tropical fruit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It's... Just call it something else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I would be fine with it if it... If I didn't have the expectation Mm. going in. Like, you probably could have filtered it and right, not made it hazy and called it West Coast. Or... Exactly. Actually, speaking of hazy IPs, we got two more. <sighs> that is not... Good, yeah. You can dub. Don't mind out. It's not... <laughs> I think it actually gets worse. All right. Yeah, no. All right. <laughs> Save the day on that one. Whew. Yeah, I really didn't like that one at all. Did we bring that one in? or No, that was a sample. I won't bring it in for two reasons. One, now that I've tried it, <laughs> it's not all that good. And two, we're at the last week of September. All my fall beer purchases are done. We're not bringing it anymore. Is that actually seasonal, too? 
I'm assuming it's just a limited release launch in the fall because I mean the name season is season of the witch, which is a great song, great reference. yeah, yeah. Um, and all the you saw the can is all kind of spooky. There's a crow and a gravestone, and a... so it speaks to the season. But if I brought that in, I only have two weeks to sell it before people stop caring about it. So I might just speak to the beer. It's dead. Ugh. All the more reason. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, True North. At least this label looks different. Yes. It doesn't yes. look like every other label they've ever yeah. done. I can't get that flavor out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, remember, when we, we carried True North years and years and years ago. Yeah. And their labels look so similar that everyone thought the beers were called True North. They didn't think that was the name of the brewery. They thought yeah. every beer was called True North. Yeah. Yeah, the nautical theme was every can. Yeah, the, like, at least the North, can is different. From the North Shore of Massachusetts, like, people that kept bringing that up, mm -hmm. like, do you carry, I'm looking for the beer called True North. And I was like, well, that's the brewery. He's like, no, it's called True North. Mm -hmm. It's the beer from North uh, North Shore. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. no, 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 you don't, like, oh, the labels were terrible. Yeah, that's much better. What you said, Massive Haze? What's the ABV on that? It's my first time drinking Seven. it, actually. I think. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I like it because it's not like super hazy. No. It's like drinkable mm. for a 7%. I like it. It's still a little malty. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it kind of reminds me of country a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Just That's like what a, I a thought too. Up, a modernized yeah. country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've been like not on my IPA thing for a while now. And I don't know. These are starting to bring me mm -hmm. back a little bit to the IPA game. I, I think it, ever since I've been to Wachusett, I've kind of like, the brewery. Like I just love that place now. So <laughs> going, uh, getting the beers, kind of, you know where it's coming from and stuff. Mm. Good people and stuff. So. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Available in twelve packs. Yep. Don't buy two six packs a week. Yeah. <laughs> Pick the right pink one because. Yeah, yeah sure, they, a, I think they have three pink. I like pink a, beers. There's like a purple one too. Mm. It's colorblind. Might be out of water. Yeah, yeah. It's the one with the barn on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which moves every time. <laughs> the two six packs I had where the barn was on two different spots. <laughs> Bumps in the road. We're working on it. We're getting the kinks out. I haven't had this in a while. Mm. A good standby to come back to. Fiddlehead, second fiddle. Second fiddle now available in 19.2s. Double IPAs taking the place, at least temporarily, of Founders All Day 19.2s. Yeah, we've temporarily discontinued Founders All Day. Um, not due to lack of sales, because we sell a ton of them, or due to quality, because the quality is great, but they are shipping out of code beer. Really? In Massachusetts right now, yes, so... I'm going to need confirmation from the warehouse that their beer is in code before I bring it back. How is that even legal? I mean, you could sell five-year-old beer mm -hmm. for as long as you got a sucker to buy it, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it's like different with food. I mean, uh, like food opposed to like drinks and shit. Mm -hmm. like and Yeah, like it won't make you sick. It'll okay. just taste really bad. Yeah. Oh, I forget how velvety smooth that is. Yeah. It pops up on. front and it just fades away. It's nice. Yeah, I feel like it's right in the middle, too. Like, it's not overly hazy, juicy, sweet. 
Mm. It's still got a little bit of hop character. Like that's mm. It's a beer. It's an IPA. You can drink multiple of mm -hmm. without getting palate fatigue. What's the ABV on that one? Eight. I believe it's eight. Eight point two. It's a dipper. <laughs> not an official term, from what I understand. <laughs> it is not. It always makes me shudder when I hear people say the word dipper. Is there a classification like double IPA, triple IPA, imperial IPA? Is it marketing? It started uh, years years ago before imperial IPAs were a thing. Um, it came out as as imperial IPA. That was the official name. It was akin to imperial stout, which just meant higher octane. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole history behind that we can go into at yeah. another time. Um, and I was told the reason it was changed to double IPA was just semantics, I guess, because if you abbreviate imperial IPA, it's I I P A, mm -hmm. and so people would just call that double I P A. So all of a sudden, it became double IPA. That makes sense. But this was back in the late '90s, early 2000s, before my drinking mm -hmm. times. I was not allowed to drink back then. So. I mean, I do remember seeing that II. Yep. PA. Yeah, I think Logan, you just had it on their labels for the longest time. Mm. I feel like Hop Stupid was II PAs. Mm. Oh, if you want to get some money, um, Anheuser Busch is settling a lawsuit. <laughs> For their Rita's line, their Lamarita, Margarita, Strawberry, or whatever you want to call it. Um, they were sued, they had a class action lawsuit against them, and they've agreed to settle. So, they're they're paying out. Nice. Yep. Uh, you don't need proof of purchase. If you do have proof, proof of purchase, I think you can get up to, like, 20 bucks. Um, and if you don't have proof of, proof of purchase, I think you get 9 bucks. So. Um, 9 bucks is 9 bucks. 9 yeah. bucks is 9 bucks. I've. I, I'm willing to admit I have bought that product in the past four years. Yeah. I am going to put in my claim and try <laughs> and get my money back. Mm. Yeah, Fiddlehead. Winner of the bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, we're going to 19 twos mm -hmm. tonight. podcast listeners we're about to go live on facebook in a few minutes Corey's going to be joining me we're talking about whiskeys from kbd kentucky bourbon distillers also known as the willett family uh distillery we're going to be tasting the noah's mill rowan's creek and then i'm going to throw a curveball at Corey with a surprise tasting and then another curveball with an even bigger surprise yeah, tasting. Yeah. This one is going to be a fun one. Stick around. Afterwards, Matt's going to be joining us. We'll be tasting through some RTDs and, uh, yeah, having some fun. And then hopefully by next week, we'll have a new tablet to work with. Really? It's in the mail, uh, so it won't look like we're... Uh, Pixel art. Yeah. We're actually being drawn as we, we speak. Um, hey, we make it work. Yeah, no. It's a good time. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Welcome. Whiskey Wednesday. 
Uh, Spirits Guy coming to you guys live from Wachusett Wine and Spirits out here in the WB. It is the last Wednesday of Bourbon Heritage Month. I promise you I got a good one in store for this. I'm excited. You have no idea yeah. what's coming at you. Yeah, he texted this. me at like 11 this morning. He's like, I got a good one for you. I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, for all those weeks that I wasn't prepared and didn't know what I was going to do, I knew about this one a day in advance as well. Uh, it kind of fell in my lap yesterday how I was going to finish this. Uh, and I already know what we're doing next week. Next week, Scotch-tober. Oh, yeah, nice. We're going to be tasting some good scotches next week. But here we are this week. We're talking bourbons, good bourbons, heritage bourbons. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Coming to the end of the month pretty uh, pretty quick, so. It's getting into our kooky season. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, this, like last week, this week, is really what it's all about. It's just my favorite people to drink with and getting to hang out. And <clears throat> anybody who sticks around and listens to the podcast after this, after we go off the air, get an even better sense of, like, the camaraderie, the team, the fun we have. Mm. <clears throat> we bring... Mad out here. So, like, I don't want to skimp on this one. So we'll give it its its full due. And then we get into the really, really cool stuff afterwards. Um, Noah's Mill, Rowan's Creek. This comes out of Willett Distillery, also known as Kentucky Bourbon Distillers. Long, long history here. That's why we picked them for Bourbon Heritage Month. It goes back to, like, the late 1800s. The Willett family, they start distilling. Uh... Open up a distillery on their farmland, make whiskey for a long time, become one of the biggest brands in Kentucky, one of the most important brands in Kentucky, uh, with a brand called Old Bardstown. And then as the years go through, they hit like the 1970s, bourbon starts to tank, there's what's called an oil embargo, so fuel costs are going way up. They decide to kill the distillery, convert the distillery over to fuel alcohol um, but by the time they get it all converted the oil embargo is lifted yeah. fuel prices drop basically they go bankrupt the distillery is still there then a guy named Evan Culsveen comes along marries one of the Willett daughters Martha Willett I do believe Make them a <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and he used to sell decanters to the bourbon distilleries when the bourbon industry was down. Okay, yep. So all those kind of cool old decanters like we've got back here. Uh, he was selling those to distilleries to bottle. Decided he wanted to get into the business. So he started sourcing whiskey from other distilleries, basically. Putting it out under his labels. Using those profits to rebuild the distillery. Never took on any investors. Still a family-owned business. Their kids and grandkids and cousins and nieces and nephews. And the whole family is now all in the business. 2012, they start distilling again. And now they're making their own product. <clears throat> the reason I wanted to do these, we'll grab some glasses here, is they've got kind of a weird history where at one point, when I started here seven years ago, you couldn't get this stuff. Mm -hmm. It was highly allocated. And it used to carry age statements. It's it's really wild. Like when you look up online, like reviews of this and the history, uh, depending on when it was made, you know, the reviews from 2013, 2016, talk about Heaven Hill Juice and some other distilleries. The mash bill is really, really murky. 
So over time, at one point, like this had a 12-year age statement on it. And it was clearly all made somewhere else. They would buy it, age it there. And then the age statement went away. And I'll show you, these guys probably won't pick it up. But it actually says, distilled in Kentucky, but bottled by Rowan's Creek Distillery. Now, it actually says, distilled, aged, and bottled by Willett Distillery. Uh, so this is all their juice. And I think some of that sort of murkiness transition from having the age statement to being sourced and bottled there to now being made, aged, and bottled there yeah. is gone through this kind of weird transition. But the good news is, is this is where we're at. It's all... Will it juice? Full disclosure, I haven't tried these in forever, and the last time I tried them, totally different juice. I guess we'll start lowest proof point first. Rowan's Creek, which is an actual thing. It's a creek on the property. Again, I have no mash bill, no age statement, although it doesn't have an age statement on it, so we know it's at least four years uh, and we know the juice can't be any older than 10 because that's as long as they've been making their own juice. By the way, there is rumor that I might get a single bottle of the Willet 8-year weeded bourbon, which I'm seeing going online anywhere from $600 to $1,200 a bottle Jesus. already. Uh, yeah. Absolutely insane. That's wild. So if that's something that interests you and you get some extra cash in your pocket, reach out to me. We'll see what we can do if it actually shows up. Mm -hmm. Smells like bourbon. Sure does. Mm -hmm. Good rip. Ooh. Toasty, mm -hmm. oaky. Soft on, on, on the mouthfeel, mm -hmm. but it's there. Cinnamon reminds me of like when we tasted the Yellowstone, like what sort of yeah. cinnamon French toast, yep, kind of eggy. Yeah, solid. That's I what. spot on. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I love their bottles, mm. very old, old school. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking bourbon heritage month, and this really is a name that. You know, sometimes we talk about like these brands and they were created and then the brand was sold and yeah. somebody else bought it and then it died and they revived it. I mean, the Willett family, 100 years straight, have yeah, owned this property. So with no outside investors, not that I I love Jim Beam and, you know, but Suntory's involved and mm -hmm. Heaven Hill's got other investors and all the Brown Foreman and this big sort of corporate, this is still a family business it's like the owners of the chicago bears yeah yeah they've never sold their team yeah that's why they're horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe like this stuff, which is very some, good some fresh blood in there <laughs> yeah. man what a wild weekend in football terrible weekend of football i just I, I don't know what to think no i have no idea i and man watching that tampa bay game the other night like, yeah like i felt like like, Tom Brady just had to do, like, we used to do in the schoolyard, just, like, throw it and then run it and Somebody catch it yourself. Because yeah. <laughs> there's nobody to just... And, they... and yet, still, it came down to the last play of the game. It like... always does. That Monday night game was 
absolutely horrible. Yeah. Giants and Cowboys, like, I don't think anyone scored a touchdown until, like, like three minutes left in the third quarter. There's a field goal punt, field goal punt. Yeah, and Cooper Rush. He's, <laughs> the, he's the guy. Yeah. Granted, you got to put Dak in when he comes back in, but Cooper Rush just made himself some money this year. Yep. Off those three games alone. It's... 3-0 to the start. That's awesome. And then I'm looking at, like, San Diego, like, Herbert's banged up. Yeah, he's Bosa's banged, banged up. Yep. Like, yeah, the Chargers look so good to be fun. You're like, this is going to be one of the teams. And I, I still can't wrap my brain around Miami being a legitimate yeah. football team. Even this week coming up, it's the Bears versus the Giants, and walking away, someone's going to be three and one out of them. That doesn't. Yeah. That shouldn't be real life. No. All right, so <laughs> we got Noah's Mill. Uh, a little bit higher in proof. Attack on 114.5. Good color. Good viscosity. It's a little drier on the nose. Yeah. But it's also higher proof, so this might have been one that... Yeah. It's got some, something different on the nose. Yeah, it really does. Something on... I almost want to say, like, vegetal. Like. Yeah, I was thinking, like, almost, like, grapey. Mm. But again, it's higher proof. Mm -hmm. Just might need to open up. Really solid. Mm -hmm. What was the proof on that? 114.5. Okay. So it doesn't drink hot. What I'm going to do... I'm just going to let that sit yeah. to the side while we get into... Oh, it's good, though. What yeah, I've got... I feel like it definitely does need to open it up. It needs to open up. That at 100 proof is, is spot on. This, again, at that higher proof point, might need to open up. And where did I learn that concept from? Let's grab some more glasses. We'll get some fresh, clean ones going on. I learned that concept from a guy named Jeff Duckhorn who is the master distiller, some of my people. Mm -hmm. First one's in the state to get this. Oh, baby. Go. They are here. Go. Yes. Redwood Empire, Bottled and Bond, landed this morning. I didn't post it. I wanted to keep this secret wow. all day. Uh, they changed the mash bill this year. Okay. So four-grain mash bill. Still a five-year bourbon. Uh, where is my breakdown? All the information on the back, 100 proof, obviously. Yep. 66 corn, 23 rye, 7 wheat, 4 barley. So, uh, I forget last year, I don't know if there was wheat in the, the bourbon. I know there was no corn in the rye, but there is. Same label, same price, didn't go up in price this year. Wow. Uh, but I got to meet with these guys yesterday. They were awesome. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I'll let you pour that one. Why do we get it? Because we sell more Redwood than anybody in the state of Massachusetts does. And why? Because you guys are awesome. And you support the brand, which is easy to do because it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It sells itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I get to taste these yesterday. I get to hang out with, with Isaac and Danielle and... 
yeah, just a, a great, great time. They were. I mean, not to knock either of those, but the nose on this. <laughs> yes. Exponentially better. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing out there in California. Again, this is all their juice. This is all Jeff's stuff. Uh, we are. We're lining something up, hopefully soon, uh, to do a full podcast with Jeff. Um, for him and I to just kind of sit down and chat either via Zoom or tie it into Facebook or whatever, but uh, to get all the sort of info that goes into it. And again, we talk about the blending, like the breakdown, the percentages of each grain that goes into this. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Dark, dark fruit and stuff in there. Yep. Dark fruits. It's like chestnuts. Cocoa powder. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely getting some cho- chocolatey notes. Big mouthfeel. <coughs> nice, rich, creamy. Ooh, that is awesome. That's yeah, a yeah. winner. Yeah, it's... And the fact l- they didn't go up in price is awesome. It is, yeah. So we have... A few bottles of last year's left, and there's only a few cases of this less available this this year than there was last year. So if you want to come in, start a collection. We have batch one and batch two available. On to the rye. <laughs> I know it's Bourbon Heritage Month, but it's yeah. Redwood Empire. Yeah, we gotta give it a shot. So mash bill on this. 87 rye, 5 wheat, 5 malted barley, 3% corn. That's a little different this year. Again, all the the info, transparency right there on the back. These are actually not even out on the shelf yet. Because I didn't want you to even see them when they came in. (laughs) Went painstaking efforts to hide this in the back. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to talk to Jeff and just Pick his find name. out where they're getting the ingredients from. So I know the regular rye, they're using some MGP stuff and some of theirs, but this is all their juice. Oh, man. So excited about this. Yeah, their rye is outstanding, so... Um, it's beautiful. It's definitely got rye characteristics, but it's mm-hmm. like still a little sweet from yeah. the corn, I think. That really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a nice big mouthfeel, nice kind of sweet finish. Definitely that rye kind of spice. Mm-hmm. Not green like MGP rye. Just a darker, richer, sweeter flavor. Yeah, that is phenomenal. <clears throat> Redwood does it again. But wait. Oh. There's, there's a little bit more. <laughs> it's not the only surprise I had in store for you. So these were the first ones to get them in the store. Everybody else will start to get them as the week goes on. Um, 
But what we're going to taste next, we're amongst the first people in the state to taste. This is not available yet. It won't be available maybe another month, month and a half. Make sure I get this in the right order. Redwood Empire. Cask Strength. Pipe Dream Bourbon. Oh, Is that what the label's going to be like, too? Yep. Labels are going to be black. They're going to be dark. Um, I won't even bother holding it up to the camera. But it's got the breakdown. Uh, 74, 20. Uh, 74 corn, 20 rye, 4.5 malted barley, 1.5 wheat. So, again, 4-grain bourbon, 116.8 on the pipe dream. So I get to taste these with Jeff Corn back in, I think, April. It was way back then. And I remember I was at the tasting. He said, I've got to make cask strength. And I went, bring it. And he's like, no, we're, we're bottling it at cask strength. And I think in, at some point, this will become a sort of yearly kind of drop. Yeah, it's just all kinds of goodness yeah, on the nose. Stuff going on. Mm. Whoa. It makes a difference. Yeah, it does. I almost want to say it's all their own juice, too. I don't know that for sure. But with the breakdown, it's a little different than the breakdown on the regular, but what a difference that makes. It really does. I, that is a I can't beast. explain. Like caramel. It's like marshmallowy almost. Like Yeah. Marshmallows, caramel, big, rich, creamy. Mm. That is unreal. And then the last one. Lost Monarch. Oh. Cask strength, lost monarch. Uh, so 55% rye, 45% bourbon. Coming in at 58.6, which is 117.2. Cask strength, lost monarch. Our number one whiskey in our bracket challenge. Two years running. Our go-to, we voted the best under $35 bottle, which, by the way, is still $35. Yeah. In a landscape where everything is going up through the roof, Lost Monarch is still $35 a bottle. Offering the best of both worlds, the body of bourbon, the spice of rye. I have been waiting all day to share this because this, again, is what whiskey is all about. And I know I talked to, to Glenn last week, who was going to come down last week. I think we mentioned it, and then he didn't. And he's going to be kicking himself if he doesn't show up here tonight to, <laughs> to taste this. Oh, man. 
I'm very curious because I've drank a lot of Lost Monarch, so pretty much got a good understanding of what it tastes like. So I'm very curious to see how different this is. And again, like I tasted this six months ago, so I don't remember the proof point if they dabbled with it, you know, if they changed it, then they tweaked it. But this is Lost Monarch, full proof. I'm expecting full flavor. Mm hmm. And it doesn't disappoint. Nope. That is. It's like the last monarch on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is just amped up. Like I get a little bit more rye spice. Yeah. I get a little bit more bourbon sweetness. Yep. Like everything is just. It was pretty similar on the, the mouthfeel to me. And then when I, when it, on the back end, it was very like up. Mm. It's just a beast. That is everything. I cannot wait. There's not going to be a lot of this when we get to next month. We'll probably get a case of each, the Bourbon, the Rye, and the Lost Monarch. Unbelievable. There it is. We're amongst the first in the state to get to taste that. Yeah, well, thank you for letting straight me try. Straight off. Um, That's unbelievable. Craig, hopefully if you're out there watching, you yes. get to enjoy that as well. Any comment? He said, let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you. That was uh, that short and sweet. Uh, you guys listen, stick around. Matt's going to join us in a little bit. We're going to taste through some some RTDs, do a little yay or nay tasting. Uh, Redwood Empire available now. Uh, you might have to come find me if you want batch two because there's still some batch one out there on the shelf. Uh, Rowan's Creek, Noah's Mill. You know what? We did let it sit for a second. Solid. Honestly, if I had to pick Rowan, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Rowans over the Noahs. Both really good. I just like that one a whole lot yeah. more. Uh, lots of great bourbon. It's been a lot of fun doing Bourbon Heritage Month, but I'm pretty much bourboned out. Yeah. And I am looking forward to next week doing blended malt scotches. So we're going to do the Timorous Beast. Okay. Uh, we're going to do the Glendrons and a couple other old favorites, Copper Dog, okay. uh, Monkey Shoulder. The week after, we'll have a guest here coming up from Baltimore from a distillery called Old Line, and they do okay. American Single Malt. Okay, nice. <clears throat> I think that might be one of your products. It's it's a United product, so okay. I don't so know it, which side. Yeah. Um, but it's a $40 American single malt. That's really good. It's an interesting story. They reached out and he was like, can we come do this with you? So, oh, wow. Yeah, so they're going to come yeah. hang out with us and, and taste us through the lines. Uh, I did get to taste the whiskey. So fantastic. Uh, so looking forward to that. And then we'll yeah. figure it out from there. Yeah, hey, we got two weeks ahead of us planned. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Or you do, at least. Yeah. I just show up. <laughs> Show up and drink. That's all we need you to do. And enjoy. Yeah. All right, guys. Podcast listeners, stick around. Thank you guys so much. Uh, go out there and enjoy some sunlight. I feel like this is one of the last weeks where we're going to look out that window and still be able to I see. I saw a time frame of when the sun sets are coming. It's like November 6th. It's like 420. Yep. Oh, yep. 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 Yay!